The Conquest of Bliss, a podcast about finding light in the darkness. So I'm just going to introduce and we'll just start talking. Um, So... (laughs) Hi, everyone. Welcome back to The Conquest of Bliss. I am here with the awesome Tyler. Oh, is it okay if I say your last name? Yeah. Uh, Tyler Hoagland. (laughs) uh, We're here to (laughs) to talk uh, once again, um, of course, about happiness. So first of all, how are you today, Tyler? I'm pretty good. Pretty good. A little bit frustrated. Oh. so I'm an unemployed right now, and I was trying to get in contact with the unemployment thing because apparently, I don't know, there's some issue, but they set up a call line uh, in the state I live in that like, hey, if you haven't gotten it yet and you applied before this date, please call this number. So I had been calling for like an hour trying to get in, got into the queue, and I was there for two hours and ten minutes, and then it just hung up on me. <laughs> that happened? So that happened I'll just... To me, with we have a federal one, and it happened to me too. Same yeah. thing. So yeah. frustrating. Yeah, but <sighs> I'll just call tomorrow morning, right when they open. Apparently, that's people have been having uh, better luck by doing it that way. Okay. Okay. So. Well, I will. I will wish you all of my luck since I did eventually get through. I'll wish you all of my luck from there. Um, so we're going to talk today about it's a little bit of a different topic instead of seeking happiness, but the happiness that comes from from stopping that search, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, everything you see—movies, TV shows, music, stuff—it's always about people trying to. It's all about finding happiness, and you know, it's like, oh, let's go. I oh, I want that person, or I gotta get this job, I gotta do that thing, and then I'll be happy. And I mean, you do have some shows that, or or movies that are like, no, you just gotta find happiness with where you're at. But it's like, well, they're not where they were when the movie started. <laughs> you know, it's like something's, something's changed. They're with the new person or they they got the new thing going on. But I, yeah, I think you're, uh, I guess w- when we were kind of talking was uh, before this was about, you know, con- finding contentment with where you are right now. Um, even though not everything is perfect, um, nothing's ever going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just... You just have to learn to kind of accept that uh, because just being, well, I mean, just expecting perfection. I mean, the, the whole idea of perfection is kind of a, for perfection to exist would mean that it couldn't exist at the same time. It's kind of a paradox of like, if everything is great and perfect, then nothing is great and perfect. Yeah. Right? Like, like if everything is good, then there's no such thing as good because there's no bad for, there's no dichotomy there of like, here's the one, here's the other. So now we know what good is. Yeah. Oh, that's um, such a good point. Like, like basically you need, you need an opposite to exist to be able to recognize the existence of something. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying like, oh, hey, we need genocide to exist <laughs> <laughs> to know that, you know, this McDonald's burger is good. Um <laughs> But, you know, I, I think, you know, if everything's going perfect and great all the time, I mean, sometimes, you know, you wake up, your back hurts. You know, sometimes you wake up, you got a little bit of a headache or something, or you're just really not feeling it that, that day or whatever. Like, that's still, I mean, 
you can find happiness in that and be like, well, at least I could still feel my back, you know, or, you know, like, well, at least it didn't hurt this bad yesterday. You know, maybe tomorrow it won't hurt as bad or, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it's just kind of learning to be, you know, for me, the biggest thing was learning to be content with that of just being like, well, you know, today might not be great, but that doesn't mean tomorrow won't be or, you know, next week or next year or whatever, you know, everything's temporary. Oh, yes. In that sense. You, you've mentioned a couple things that I, I agree with so full, fully, um, especially the pain thing. Actually, I did an episode. I, I don't even know if it's released yet. I get I get confused. I do it twice a week, you know. Um, oh, but okay. <laughs> um, I did an episode recently. And if it hasn't come out, it will about, you know, sometimes there's a lot of beauty in like pain and darkness and stuff, too. Like, so, you know, I wake up in pain often because I have chronic pain and mm-hmm. There's something about it, like you said, like, at least I can feel my back. Like, there's something about it that's like, it just reminds you that you're alive and that you're experiencing. And there's, there's just this, it, I mean, it's obviously I'd rather not be in pain, but there's, <laughs> there's its yeah, own sure, thing going sure. on. And the everything is temporary thing is so accurate. And it always feels like every moment just goes on forever. But at the same time, like looking back, it's like like thousands, hundreds of thousands of moments in your life that seemed so big and important then, and now they're like distant where you can like you can't even necessarily access the the feelings that you had. So it's like when you're going through bad stuff. I remember. Have you ever seen the show The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt? <laughs> uh, yes, I had. I didn't watch a ton of it, but I did. I have seen probably the first season or so. Yeah, so there's this line, and I mean, it was it was kind of a, like, I mean, I like I like the actress, but it's kind of a throwaway show, but there was this one line where she says, you can handle anything for 30 seconds at a time, and she was talking about being trapped in a, in a, a hole in the ground, right? But <laughs> um, <clears throat> I think that all the time when things are really hard is, I just have to get through the next 30 seconds, and then I'll deal with the next 30 seconds after that. And it really, really helps. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't necessarily mean to go on this path, but I just got excited because that's something that I tell myself all the time is like, yeah, yeah. yes, I'm in pain, but it'll go away and I'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, I like, I think thinking practically about stuff, like it's easy get to get caught up in your emotions sometimes. And, oh my god, this is so terrible, I feel awful, or, oh, this is, everything's going wrong, and kind of get caught up, but it's like, well, in the grand scheme of things, it, it could be worse, it could be better, but, in the grand scheme of your life, you know, how wrong is it all going, really? I think most of us would be like, well, okay, yeah, it's not going that wrong, you know, I, I do live in a good area, and, you know, I've got a good job, and... You know, I like, I have a good family and my friends are still here. And, you know, even, you know, after a traumatic event happens, you know, say your uh, your best friend dies or your kid dies or something, you know, like that is unprecedented and awful. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the whole world has exploded and everything is terrible and you're in pain for the rest of eternity. That, you know, it's like, that is what it is. And being able to accept things for what they are, I think, is a big piece of being able to say, you know, I'm, I'm still a happy person, you know. And I, obviously there's, with traumatic things, there's a, <laughs> uh, a grieving process and things like that. But overall, you know, like uh, my stepmom, for example, her, her mother uh, 
who I was pretty close to as well, uh, she committed suicide uh, a few years after uh, her husband died out of nowhere from a stroke. Uh. So, um, my, and I mean, he was in perfect health, had never had any issues, like nothing. Just boom, one day he's gone. Um, and, and they weren't really even that old. They were late 60s, I think, at the time. So she made she lived for a few more years and was in her early seventies, um, and you know my stepmom she was like okay this is this is terrible this is the worst these few years of this happening are the worst things that have ever happened to me in my life, but you know I had all those years with my parents that were wonderful and great I still have. You know, my stepkids, my son, my husband, you know, where I still have all these people around me supporting me through this. Um, I know what my mom would want from me out of this. I know what my dad would want out of this, you know, that kind of stuff. Like being able to kind of put things into into perspective of what everything is. And I think that is really hard to do, but getting to that is important. And once you can put things in perspective I, I think being happy becomes significantly easier at that point because you're like oh okay it's not that bad at least for me yeah that, you know like I you know I haven't you know that that might be one of the worst things that's happened to me or you know maybe I had a rough childhood or something you know um which I did I did have a very rough childhood um I started suffering from depression at you know four years old and you know, that's not something anyone talked about. That wasn't a thing. I was in high school before people even acknowledged that that kind of stuff really existed on a, you know, a broad scale. It was kind of talked about, but more it was, it was more joked about than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, you'd be like, oh, she's so bipolar, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that was kind of all that it was. So it was like, you know, I didn't know what an any idea what was wrong with me because you don't think of a, you know, a child with depression. You know, that's not super common. Um, and so, but when I put that into perspective of like, well, you know, it could have been a lot worse than it was. And I'm happy with who I came out to be. You know, I, in the grand scheme of things, that's not that bad of a life, you know, (laughs) even with people living at this time. Now there are people that have it way harder than I do. And there are people that have it way better than I do. But you know what? I'm, I'm pretty good with where I'm at. You know, I think I did well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you, I think you did well too. I mean, you're definitely one of the happier people that I've interacted with. Do you remember when I met you? We ate that giant pizza. It was like so giant. Yes. <laughs> so every time I think of you, I think of this giant pizza. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that pizza was extremely large. Yeah, it was I, like I, like three yeah. feet wide. It was crazy. I. Yeah. I was, but uh, I, I'm like laughing. I too suffered from depression as a kid. I remember I was 10 the first time I tried to kill myself. Um, so just like casually say that moving right along. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then like life was really hard for a really long time. And eventually I came to the same conclusion that you did where it's almost like you, you get so lost in, in looking at like one tree and you miss the rest of the forest. And like, there's, there's so much good to be found. And I talk about this a lot for some reason, 
But like, for some reason, I find it so, so exciting to come across like birds nests and stuff like that. It brings me so much joy. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many little things like that there are in life? Like so many. Um, Yeah, for me, it it tends to be, um, you know, entertainment. So music, TV shows, movies, that kind of stuff. Not even happy ones. I tend to prefer the weird uh, kind of even know how to describe it just the, the very odd stuff in that because i i enjoy it because there i mean sometimes it's absolutely beautiful like there's a movie called uh um upstream color um which is this super odd kind of sci-fi kind of fantasy film that they the way it's directed he doesn't tell you there's no like uh i can't think of the term the word right now but he doesn't tell you what's going on <laughs> You just know, you know what's going on based upon what you see and the conclusions you can draw from that. So it requires a lot of the viewer to like pay attention and kind of read between the lines and, and pay real close attention. Okay, what is he doing there? What, okay, that person said what? And that kind of stuff. But it's shot incredibly beautifully. And it's about kind of the cyclical nature of life of, you know, things get good, they get bad, they get good, they get bad. And, and, you know, the process just repeats. There's life and then there's death, which brings about more life, which ends in death and then brings about more life. You know, that kind of thing is what it's about. And I was like, man, this is such a beautiful movie. And, you know, that kind of stuff I absolutely love. And that uh, growing up, music was the biggest thing. Uh, I grew up a really, really conservative charismatic christian (laughs) so uh i didn't have a lot of exposure to uh entertainment and music but i had some um and so you know the few things i found that i did like that were allowed in that world um i really just you know i would go into my bedroom i had my cassette player which later i had a little cd player (laughs) that you couldn't move too much otherwise it would uh skip it would skip yeah uh (laughs) I remember the day I got one that didn't skip, and that was game-changing. Uh, <laughs> or when the iPod when the iPod Shuffle came out, because that was cheaper, and we could afford that. Uh, my dad bought it using airline points. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it had half a gig on it. You could do half a gig of music. That's so crazy. Like, oh, man, that's so much music. You know, but... Uh, but yeah, I, I would just go into my room, you know, as a six-year-old child, go into my room, put that thing on, the little headset on with the like, you know, little squishy ear things that, you know, the over-the-head ones that were real cheap that, you know, everybody had back then. Um, and I would just listen to music and I would just sit there and do nothing, but just I would sit there on the floor and look at the carpet or look up at the ceiling and just like listen to the music and focus on the music. And sometimes, you know, I'd be following through on the little cd booklet of the you know reading the lyrics as they came across you know that kind of thing and i did that for hours and it was you know that was me i was finding you know it was almost kind of an escape a little bit of like hey i feel like everything's terrible but you know what i'm gonna take a minute i'm gonna get away from everything i'm gonna do something that like i can just really escape in if i focus and really force myself to focus on it then i can escape from it which is something, I mean, I still do that. Um, even if it's something like, you know, I love playing music and making music. Uh, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to do that right now. I hate everything in the universe. Everything is <laughs> terrible. 
and I'll I'll go okay let me I will find some music I will listen to it I'll go walk my dog and or I'll just sit in the bed listen to some music or uh, recently I've been playing uh, uh, NBA 2k on uh, my Xbox <laughs> which is absolutely hilarious for anyone who knows me because I don't know who any of the teams are or any of the players. I've never watched basketball. Like, so I have no idea who anyone is or what's going on, but, uh, I like the game mechanics and it's fun to play. So I was, I've just been playing that, you know, when I've been, cause being in quarantine has not been helpful because <laughs> yeah. like, I have nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really hard. Um, but I, I'm okay. I'm going to quickly go back. So the, the music thing, as you were talking, what I kept thinking is that it's the same thing where it, it transports you. It allows your mind to go to this different place. Like, I know, I know that you are a musician as well, um, which is, you're a very good musician too, by the way. I'm, I don't know if you, uh, you, you know that I think that, but, um, yeah, like it transports. I, I assume it, that no one's ever heard anything I do. <laughs> oh, I follow your music for sure. And I love the name, which we've talked about before. I think it's so cool. Feral Vices for anyone who's wondering. Um, I'll obviously link that and stuff, but, uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's such a cool thing, whether it's the bird's nests or it's you're playing a game or you're listening to music. I mean, it, for me, the bird's nest, one of the things I love about it is I love to think about how much effort a bird put into making this nest and how a bird could be creative. And it's the same kind of thing with um, beaver dance and stuff. But I mean, with music, where it's like you, you are allowed to enter into someone else's mind for a moment. And that's a really, mm -hmm. really cool thing. Um, yeah, for sure. And okay, so I had a question for you. When did you, yeah. when did you, when did you start on the journey like the transition from the person that you described when you were young to who we all know now, which is like the happiest dude ever. <laughs> well, that's a long story. Uh, <laughs> um, so, well, okay. My family's nickname for me, well, my dad's nickname for me growing up was Smiley. So he would call me Tylee Smiley. Oh, name's Tyler, Tylee that's Smiley. so cute. So he still calls me, they still call me Smiley um, or Tylee. Uh, usually smiley though. Um, even my stepmom calls me that because I've always been, I've been, go I've always been goofy and fun and I, goofy being the main thing there, definitely a lot of goofiness. Sometimes it's funny to other people. Most of the time it's just funny to me. Um, <laughs> I relate so hard <laughs> to that. So, <laughs> yeah. So when I, you know, when I was a, a, a baby in the crib, I would giggle myself to sleep that's just something i did i don't know why i do i that's what i've been told by everyone so i'm like well that's got to be a thing that's true so i always was you know i laughed a lot i found humor in a lot of things i just thought the world was funny um which it is really it, it is pretty funny uh either in a dark way yeah. or in a light way regardless it's pretty funny <laughs> um <laughs> And so I had always kind of had that aspect to my personality of just kind of finding the humor in, in everything. Um, and so growing up in church and, um, you know, a private Christian school, um, you know, there's it, that stuff tends to be 
at least especially when I was growing up, there wasn't that whole like, oh, love everybody. Everything's so great. Wonderful. Love everybody. That wasn't the vibe okay. of, of that of that uh, area, either in the churches I, I went to or the schools, which the school was uh, mostly Southern Baptist schools. Um, but the I didn't. You know, they would sometimes use those terms, but everything felt real heavy and dark um, when it came to religion. You know, kind of like uh, you have that fear of hell or, you know, and well, you want to go to heaven because hell's real bad. It wasn't even like, oh, you want to go to heaven because heaven's awesome. It's like you don't want to go to hell. <laughs> That's the main motivation here. Um, so I, you know, I, I kind of found that somewhat humorous of like I feel like we're missing the point here and um and that kind of was the beginning you know once I started questioning my uh, religion and things like that um that was when I started questioning things so I started uh in school when when you know I started questioning religion it was kind of when I started doing all that <laughs> and then I around let's see around college so i my freshman year of college um was definitely one of the darkest points for me and uh i was dating this girl who was terrible but <laughs> uh she for some reason being around her it just i finally was just like you know what i think i need to i think i need help like i don't think I'm in control of my mind, and I don't like that, and I don't understand it, but I don't feel like I'm in control. So I went to a psychiatrist, and he was like, oh yeah, you're, yeah, you're super depressed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, whoa, dude. Like, it was, it was funny, because, like, I walked in there, and um, I knew, you know, I was in a college town, I was in Nashville, um, and... You know, it's common for college age people to be, you know, real depressed and stuff because of school and the stress and things. So they tend to kind of discount the way you're feeling a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're like, oh, well, it'll pass. Or, you know, they're like, oh, this is temporary. Here's this thing. But I went in and talked to him and he was like, well, tell me about the last time you were happy. And I was like, uh, Disney World when I was three. Like I, oh. <laughs> three or four, like I, <laughs> uh, I remember being happy there, uh, you know, and like struggling with that. And, um, cause even when I was listening to the music and stuff, I wasn't even, it wasn't even like I was finding happiness. I was just kind of finding a moment of peace. Like relief. Of, yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that going to that psychiatrist was the really big turning point where I was like, okay, I was sort of on the right path. And now that, you know, I am on a medication, you know, it took a while to find one that worked for me. Uh, cause I have acid reflux disease. So most of them absolutely wrecked my stomach. Okay. But once I found one that worked for me and didn't wreck my stomach, um, I was able to go like, Oh, Hey, I can now it feels like I'm in control of my mind. So I can decide if I want to be happy, mm -hmm. which I mean is an easy way <laughs> of saying a complicated thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, it still is hard, but I felt like I actually had a say in it now, um, and that's that was the biggest 
moment that I was like, okay, I can, let me adjust my thinking like I, like I had been trying to do, which I think kind of gave me a little bit of a advantage was because, you know, I'd spent so many years fighting depression that once I wasn't fighting a losing battle, um, it wasn't as hard for me as it might be for someone who isn't battling through depression or who's maybe whose depression they can't really manage as well as I can, you know, with the medication and stuff. So, um, but yeah, for me, that was that, you know, that college, uh, freshman year of college was the real big, uh, turning point. What, okay. Sorry. A little bit of a side note. What is freshman? Um, we don't use those terms here. Is that the first one? First year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like a fresh, you're a fresh man. <laughs> Hey, everybody. So unfortunately, we lost a part of Tyler's audio. And so we're going to have to stop the show here. And hopefully he and I can reconnect very soon to continue the conversation and add more because he is such a lovely human. And so there was a few things that obviously we lost in the conversation. One of the more important things is we talked a little bit more about Feral Vices, which is the band that Tyler is in, so I encourage you to take a listen to his music, which I'm going to sample right now. Isn't that lovely? So we are going to link down below or maybe above wherever, you know, wherever the description is on the podcast app you use, uh, how to get some of Tyler's music, Feral Vices. Um, so feel free to check that out. I hope that you enjoy his music as much as I have enjoyed it. It's not even really the type of music I normally listen to, but I can hear the quality and just the fantasticness of it when I listen. So I enjoy that. Another awesome thing that I have to share with everybody is I have another patron on my Patreon. So if you're interested in joining my Patreon, there will also be links in the description for that. If you're interested in it, you can join the Bliss Casting group and have discussions about the topics that we cover on here, as well as, you know, some behind the scenes, cool, whatever I feel like doing. <laughs> and, uh, as usual with me, some, you know, wholesome memes. So um, the new patron that we have, her name is Miriam Korzak, I think is how you would pronounce it, but I'm not 100% sure. And she actually does some lovely art, a lot of very tropical looking stuff and some portraiture on, uh, well, I mean, I'm sure that she has many places, but I view her art on Instagram. So that is Miriam Korzak, M-I-R-I-A-M-K-O-R-C-Z-A-K dot art uh, on Instagram. So you can follow her. If you like it, you can kind of connect with her and see if there's a way to get more of her art in your life. So please feel free to check that out. 
And thank you so much, Miriam, for choosing to support me. I appreciate it so much. And as always, guys, I love you. And I hope that you are just having a wonderful time of day, whatever that time of day happens to be. I don't know why. I don't know why. Anyways, um, anyways, yeah. Okay. Bye.